Shut up and sit down. Howdy, everybody. Matt was going to start this show, and he's wrong. I'm going to bring it on in, because you're listening to episode 138 of Third Shift, and I am one of your hosts, Eric, and as always, with me is the sad banana, the mumbling, stumbling, grooving, goobing man himself. Look at him. You hear that? You hear the sadness? What an awful intro. What an awful intro. Yeah, it's not an awful intro. That was a glorious intro. Just cut him off and put in like my Irish intro. I don't know. No. This is a glorious intro, Matt, and you're going to accept it, and you're going to love it, and you're going to tell me how your week was, buddy. Well, it was a pretty good week, I think. Like, it was another one of those weeks I don't really remember having a week. Like, I went to work, and I came home, and I don't know. I read my book a little bit, and made dinner, and then I went to sleep, and then I went to work again. But one thing I did do that was cool over the weekend, I told you about it off-air, I went to Fireworks Glass Studios and made this glorious, beautiful oh, paperweight right there. Beautiful. It was pretty cool. I mean, obviously they had the actual like glass people like doing the majority of it, but like you picked out your colors, you got to twist the the molten glass around in them to make the shapes. You got to use the tool with a guy, you know, holding the molten glass part, and then the other dude, you know, guiding you with the tool. But you you did it. I made that. That's mine. I made it. I picked out the stuff. I made it cool. It's look. It's looking cool. It's looking fresh. Ah, except it's not cool because it was super goddamn hot in there because uh-huh. molten glass. <laughs> I was just like boiling. They're like, oh, hold this. And I'm like, hands are just sweating, body sweating. Face is just like, I got out. My face was all red <laughs> just because, I mean, it's, it was hot in there, dude. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun and something cool that I've never done before. So it was definitely cool to go do that. And now I have this here forever. It's going to be on every desk that I ever own, every job I ever go to. Boom. There it is. And I'm going to lock it up at night so nobody freaking steals it because it looks good. Yeah. And if they don't like you, they might like pick it up and slam it onto the ground. Right? <laughs> well, see, they'd have to really goddamn slam it because this is a big, heavy... Fr- Let me listen to it. That's, that's well, me just I mean, setting it down. Some of the hatred some people have for you is probably strong enough to do just that. But if he's a little Spider-Man like that guy, I mean, he'll probably pick it up and, like, his joints will all give out. <laughs> I don't know. Why is he allowed to have something so heavy on his desk? I don't know. <laughs> he's got a really peculiar see, voice. <laughs> it's really distinctive. If only I knew somebody who sounded like that, I could probably pick out who it was crazy. I was talking about. Crazy town, Matt. You're crazy. So just in case, I won't say what I was going to say about what I could do with the weight of that thing. Not going to say that. What I am going to say is I was playing some good video games over this week. This is probably the last time I get to talk about Thronebreaker, except for on What You Play in Third Shift, which is on the Patreon, which you'll hear about more later on in the episode, because I I platinumed it. It's done. I did it. Congratulations, sir. I mean, I would say I did all the things. There's still some other moral choices I could make, but I made all the big ones. I got all the trophies, the achievements. I did it, and I beat it, and then I went through and just beat it all the way through, because I, obviously I got the last trophy a while, a while before the end, so I went through, said, you know, said my goodbyes to my characters, and got an even better ending for one of them, because I missed his story beat the first time through, so that was really cool to see, and just, just a fantastic game. I was very, very sad when I deleted it off my console, but it's always there in my library. I can get it again, I mean, unless the digital library goes away, but... That'll never happen. <laughs> that no, happen. that doesn't happen. Everything's safe in the cloud, Matt. That's right. But then I was sitting there and I was like, man, now that I'm done with Thronebreaker, what can I do? Where can I get my Witcher Universe card battle fix? Aha. All the way through C- Thronebreaker, I was opening up those golden chests and it would say, hey, you unlocked this in Gwent the Witcher card game. Okay. I didn't like the last version of it that I played, but I downloaded... You know, the latest one, got all the updates, unlocked all the things. And then as I was playing it, like every card animates, you know, but it was like super slow and awkward and very like stuttery. And I was like, oh man, that's terrible. What's, it's just my PS4. Is it really that old? And then I made a bunch of space on my hard drive. And now it looks, this is fucking amazing. It looks great. It's the most beautiful card game I've ever seen, ever played. So I've been playing a few rounds of that here and there. You know, it's it's kind of intimidating in that game because, I mean, you get starter decks for the, I think, five different factions they have in there. But each starter deck also has, like, the whole card library is there for you to look at. 
So you get your, you know, you get the starting cards, but then off to the side, whoa, well, what's this? I could craft that card. I could craft that card. So it's just like, bleh, here it all is. It's like, do I want to sit there for four hours and build the best deck right now? Not really, but at the same time, like, I don't want to just go in with the starter deck, even though I'll be facing the other level ones that just have starter decks. I'm like, okay, screw it. I'll go in. Boom. This guy's got a new leader. This guy's got new cards. I'm like, okay, screw it. I got to put in the four hours someday. I'm just going to do it. But those two battles, I, I, I lost the first one, won the second one, and it's still just as fun as the combat in Thronebreaker. I just don't have it, my elbows in it yet. Uh-huh. But it's still a lot of fun. I'm going to be enjoying that. And then the other thing that I enjoy most in the world, I looked and I went, hmm, EDF Iron Ranges came out. Should I get that yet? And I went, sucker, you haven't even beaten EDF 5. So I started playing that again. Blowing up bugs, blowing up robots, blowing up frogmen and aliens. I just had a mission right now where, like, flying frogs came in. They got, like, little, like, pterodactyl wings, but they're stubby and short, and they look ridiculous and stupid, and they Beautiful. fly in these big, like, spiral formations, these big lines, like, going across the screen like this. It's amazing. It's terrible and awful, and the dialogue is so cheesy. All the soldiers are saying all the same lines over and over and over, and I'm just like, I'm rolling around in this comfort of just cheesy EDF goodness, and I love it. I'm having so much fun with that. Oh, my goodness. The best time ever. The best week ever. That's It was amazing. EDF. 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 What did you do this week, Eric? Well, buddy, I had a pretty good time myself. I didn't do much during the week. As you said, I work all the time. I don't even think about it real much anymore. But what I did do is on the weekend, both of my daughters and my wife had their recital. So we went to this beautiful Waverly High School auditorium, big old thing. Oh, nice. Yeah. Went in there. We had it all set up. They had these giant murals and balloons and everything going. Real, real, real nice production. Daughters came out and danced, and of course, you know, me and the wife. We're not doing, we're oh, not we doing, doing Southern, Southern the whole show. We're not doing Hillbilly. Why can't I do Hillbilly? Come it's on, not man. Hill, I'm trying to. Oh, I, I live in I guess Charlotte, for you, and I need to for get your my. For personal yes. life, you can get your Hillbilly it, action Exactly, in. man. I'm trying to live up to where I am now, okay? Remember, I lived in North Carolina for a few years, so I do actually have a Southern accent to an extent if I want it. All right. When you live in a place for a long time, things happen. Shameful. Just saying. All right, fine. Same Jeez, thing. Matt. Wait, screw it no, up. It's f- no, it's fine. <clears throat> for your week, you can be a hillbilly. <clears throat> That's fine. Got to live by match rules here. All right. <laughs> That's how the whole world should be, oh, actually. Oh, my God. You see, everybody, this is what I deal with. I can't <laughs> even do what I want. <laughs> I said you can do it oh, for your week. You, Just do it. Thank Just you. do it for your week. So... The wife and children had a recital, and it was fun. It was actually a good time. We all were there recording, taking pictures, and the wife, of course, had to go halfway through and then get it ready for her own dance. So she gets up there, and I start, you know, taking pictures, doing the whole thing. She's terrified out of her mind, you know. She's got that super focused face on, not smiling. You're supposed to smile the whole time you're dancing. She ain't Mm -hmm. smiling nothing. She's just focused on doing the moves right, getting the bits Uh and the parts going. She does a great job. Gets off, comes back, and sits back down. And she tried to hide the camera and the camcorder and everything. But, of course, I found mm-hmm. it, and that's why I got the pictures. And then, yeah. it, you know, she pulls it out, and I go, Hey, got some great pictures of you. I swear to God, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> turns out a well, couple. I agree if you don't want pictures taken. Yeah, exactly. It turns out a couple of them she actually liked and kept. So I said, see, Good. there you go. Now you can put yourself in your scrapbooks and the memory books, and you can't tell mm. me. That I don't take pictures. Look at that. There you go. I did it. I took the picture. It was great. That was fun. Girls had a great time. They all did very, very well. Afterwards, had a big celebration dinner, a lot of fun. The girls were all yapping and just giggling. They even saw a couple of their teachers come in to eat at the same place we went to. So they ran over and said thanks for having us this year, all that good stuff. It was a good Mm -hmm. time. I enjoyed it. It was a hustle. It was crazy. It was commotion and business i you know, i talked to you about it how mm-hmm. huge of a production it is to get around and ready for this thing yeah. but oh well you know afterwards it's memories and what else was i gonna do play a game or something you know like borderlands fun, game of the year edition i don't know but i did a lot of that anyway because that's the only other thing i did of note was play borderlands game of the year edition and coming yeah. back to that game so much fun great i explained before how the music seems to put me to sleep because it reminds mm-hmm. me of Diablo 1. 
So I have to listen to my own tunes when I play it. But beyond that, mm-hmm. oh man, I'm good. I love just questing, 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 going and doing all the stuff I remember. Except for racks, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I'm just, I just hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Death Trap's not there. Death Trap's not there to save you. Death Trap is not there to save me, and I don't appreciate it. They piss <laughs> me off constantly. Constantly piss me off. And then mm-hmm. I got to the point, gosh, two days ago I was playing, had to go pick up one of Tannis's, uh logs, and of course Rakanishu jumps up at you and starts fighting you, and he smoked me like mm-hmm. three or four times. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, I'm going to strangle this game. That's okay. I overcame, kept rocking and rolling. Now I'm in the back half of the game. Probably going to beat it here pretty soon for the first time around. And then, of course, we'll do the second playthrough to get to max level, da-da-da-da-da, so on and so forth. And I just was so pleasantly surprised and happy because all the memories came back, having a great time with it. And then, of course, like I said just now, Rakanishu, when he comes up, Bam! Just like I said, back to back to Diablo two, when you had to fight the uh, the goblin or whatever down in the uh, first little pit you find named Pit. It's Rakanishu. He's the uh, he's the resurrected little goblin boss dude. And so I was okay. like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember all this all coming back. All these old times, all these old games are so much fun. So I was, I was pleasantly surprised. And then of course it looks great, and I'm just like, man, these need just all my favorite games. Just take all my favorite games from back in the day and just remaster them all. You know, don't don't change it up. Don't be crazy. Yeah. Just make them smooth, make them streamlined, make them pretty, and I'll play them all again. Every last one of them. <laughs> yeah, this is putting me in, in the mind of a total side tangent here, but there was a, I think it was Super Bunny Hop, that a channel that I watch on YouTube occasionally, and he went to Japan to and was doing a special on, like, the Pachinko games, and apparently they basically remade Metal Gear Solid 3, my very favorite Metal Gear Solid game, for the pachinko machine. Like, so, you know, you play the pachinko and then it would show the scene of, like, Snake running around and, like, actually doing gameplay stuff. And it looked gorgeous. And I was just like, oh, my God, if there was any way I could rip that code out of that machine and play that version of that game, I would pay a thousand dollars for that. I'm swearing up a storm, but I was that excited. I saw it and I went, "That, oh, that's that's my my dream, my fantasy right there." Well, how how can they show that and then never release something like that? So I, I agree a hundred percent based on that, that, that connection mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. And well, just look at it this way too. Resident Evil Two. I know you didn't really play that one too much, but Resident Evil Two they just redid mm-hmm. again, and that's gorgeous, fantastic. What a phenomenal game. Mm-hmm. I think this is the way to go. We don't need new ideas. Just take all the classics and all the great old games. No. <laughs> now, now oh, we don't we're, agree. Now, now we're, no. we're going too far? Okay. All right. I'll reel it back in. <laughs> How about this? What we don't need is Call of Duty 7. Just I agree with take, that. Take, take, <laughs> take resources for that and give me Metal Gear Solid 3 Total Redo. Okay. Oh. I like that idea. Except for if you like Call of Duty and you're listening, hey, man, no, it's cool. You, hey, no, gal. I like Call of Duty as well. Yeah. Maybe they can remaster Modern Warfare again for you. Yes. See, there you go. There you go. I think they did, didn't they? One of them. Yeah, they, they did. Yeah, there See, you they go. Look at that. Then they'll do it again. <laughs> so, yes. Just keep it alive. It's fine. Yeah. Goodness. So that was my week, playing the Borderlands, going to the recitals, working, having a great time, and now we're here doing a podcast. Wow. And, of course, we did another podcast earlier this week. That was IG2G episode 51. We had all kinds of good stuff to talk about. Oh, the best topic in the world. Man, we talked for like 45 minutes on that topic alone. It was nuts. Yeah, that episode was way longer than it needed to be. But, (laughs) hey, whatever. It was a good time. (laughs) That was the Gordian knot of topics. I was like, this is going to be easy. And we went, well, what about this avenue of it? What about this? What about that and that? And I was like... But all those also have strings coming off of them. And they're all... Oh, no. It's everywhere. I don't know how to put it back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But that was a lot of fun. Coming up next week, there's nothing on a Tuesday. We don't have a talented Tuesday. I I mean, I wrote that down. I don't even know what that means anymore. Talent to let... I don't have talents on a Tuesday. I don't Um, know what's a Tuesday. What? I don't know what that is. But what I do know is that we got shift codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands 2. So hit up the Twitter, the Reddit, the forums, the Instagram. Hit up your preferred shift code provider and get yourself some free loot. Man, Matt, I'm telling you. I've told you. I've told the good people. You need that free loot. These games are back, baby. They're back with vengeance, okay? 
They're coming up with new stuff, maybe. Who knows? All sorts of things are going down. Oh, what's that? Yeah, Interesting. I threw a lead in. It's true. I threw oh, a lead man. in. Oh. You got to get these codes. These games are fantastic. Like I said, they've got upgrades galore for them right now. Get on there. Get it while it's hot. Get yourself some great guns and have a great time. So we'll come back to shift code concerns in a little bit. But we got some quick hit news coming at you. I teased the Borderlands stream team last week saying, I saw there were people, but I don't know what the schedule is or I don't know who it is. Now we have hard and fast details via the Twitter, via an image that I could click on and read instead of a Twitter widget that I was, I don't know what that is. What is it? I'm an old man. Yeah. I can't even function on a keyboard. You know, I don't know what these (laughs) buttons are. It's crazy. (laughs) Finagling things. He's got four headsets on right now to do this podcast. We've th- we've seen this. And really, <laughs> this, is, this is true. <laughs> so we did get the official info on that stream team, and what I'm impressed by is that pretty much every day you have at least, at least at a bare minimum, eight hours of Borderlands content at twitch.tv slash Borderlands. We also got two people each day. Monday we're going 10 to 8, Tuesday 9 to 7, Wednesday 8 to 5, Thursday 10 to 6, and Friday 9 to 7. And I know they got some big names in that action, don't they, Eric? They do indeed. You're looking at Mitsu Show, Jolts Dude 139, Killer 6, Damn It to Hell, Gathalian, Charon Twitch, Admiral Baru, Professor Broman, Eddie Monster, and Tess Games. These are your official go-to gurus, your Borderlands streamers, the one, the onlys, the famous. I know they must be famous because I've heard you talk about them. I don't know any of these people, but I see them on Twitter sometimes. I'm like, oh, that, there's that Gathalian guy Eric always talks about. And then he has like a million replies to his tweet, and I go, he must be famous. I look at all he his He's famous. He's famous. All those big numbers on the bottom of his tweet. I That's get like right. zeros and maybe a one. <laughs> Well, someday, Matt, we'll be famous, too. It'll be fantastic. That's right. <laughs> but, yes, all those fantastic people will be streaming Borderlands, the Handsome Collection, Borderlands Game of the Year Edition. And speaking of Borderlands Game of the Year Edition, oh, my goodness. Right, like, literally moments after we recorded the last show, Gearbox said, Hey, guys, we just put through a patch for the networking issues on PS4. Xbox One is still in certification, which we heard about literally on the stream today. But if you're a PS4 owner, good times for you. You get to party up with your buddies. I do like it very much, very much, because I had this problem, all right? I couldn't get on. I was trying to play with a buddy, David, of mine. I was trying to play with Sean and the crew. wasn't working out. had problems. Now they're fixed. Now we can play together, except for now we're all vastly different levels, Mm -hmm. which makes it not quite as fun. So I'm hoping to get around that. Me and Sean are still got a similar character level, so that's still cool. But my buddy David, he's left me in the dust. He's 60, oh, and I'm man. like, woo, man. Sorry, wow. buddy. Yeah. Man. So cool that they fixed it. It is a bummer that it took a couple days, but that's to be, that's just the way it goes. Yeah. I don't, I don't blame Gearbox whatsoever for that. It's just unfortunate. Now we're all split up. I'm like, dang it. But maybe we'll get back together and maybe we'll be able to do some of the cool bosses together and have a great time. And now you're speaking of our buddy Sean, our close buddy, number one fan of the show. And then you were speaking about bummers. This next bit of news goes hand in hand. Sean and Bummer News. He lost 77 golden keys, man. He got his he got his 75. He was so happy that he got a network update and he lost them all. Now I saw he tweeted out to Gearbox saying, Hey, can I get some help with this? I'm sure they got back with him via DMs and stuff. So we'll keep you updated when Sean keeps us updated. But keep a watch out. Obviously, some networking issues, some network pat like the patches weren't giving people the golden keys. Now he's got them, and then the next patch took them away. So just be a little careful with your golden keys. If you got them, just pop them right now. Throw yeah, them all just open. Spend them. Just do, do it. it. I did it. I spent like twenty at one time trying to get some you know legendaries to be OP. Nice. I don't care. What do I need them for? You know, I got thousands of golden keys. These things grow out of my ears. It's ridiculous. That's true. I don't know what happened, but I get them. <laughs> So I have my golden keys, everybody, and you should have yours too, because opening up treasure boxes, why, that's every man's dream, right? That's right, and we saw that on the Borderlands Game of the Year edition stream that happened today at 6 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash gearboxofficial. We had Elisa Melendez, we had Carl Shedd, and we had Patrick Fenn, and they were there playing the game, having some fun, sharing a couple stories. I got beef with a couple items on the stream, but what did you think about it overall? Overall thoughts first. All right, well, the truth comes out. I watched about the first 40 minutes of it. I enjoyed it for what it was, but honestly, I've 
like I said, I've been playing it extensively. So yeah. watching them kind of go in, obviously playing it, I was like, ah, whatever, okay, I've literally just done all this stuff. But mm-hmm. I did like how, especially in the very beginning, he was talking about how they had to re-go and do the lines to make them sharper. That's all he did for the intro. And then they were mm-hmm. talking about how they were adding in tons of little details, like the tires and then the uh, the skulls in the beginning. Yep. It just basically went into, into more scoop and in-depth version of how and what they did to the remaster to make it pop, to make it mm-hmm. what you remembered in your head of playing. But actually, of course, if you went and played the old version now, you'd be like, oh, no, this is not, no, this ain't what I remember. Yeah. It is, in the remastered version, exactly what you remember. Mm-hmm. And I was just appreciating how they were going back and forth talking about that. And then, of course, what they did to make it that way and some of the hardships they went through. And I know you, of course, got to watch the back uh, 40 minutes of it. So I'm sure you mm-hmm. know way more than I do. Well, I'll definitely jump on that train and say that was a pretty cool part of it. And speaking of like how the way you remember it, I remember that happening when we put in the Handsome Collection in our PS4s and then went, oh, we got to get back on the PS3 to upload the save. And I booted it up and I went, oh, that's what this has looked like the whole time? Oh, man. So going back even further to the original Borderlands, guarantee it would have been like, oh, oh, my goodness. Night and so, day difference. Night and yeah. day difference. And in their start, there's certain moments where you can kind of see where they didn't get all the attention in, mm-hmm. and you can see kind of where the old version still is there. Yeah. And you're like, oh dang, yeah, no way. They did tons of work to make this way better looking. It's, it's nice. Yeah, I noticed that a little bit during the stream. It's like I would see a couple assets pop up and be like, that looks a little not like super new and sharp and mm-hmm. things that looked older. So you could tell they were playing on an older game, but it still looked nice and fresh and cool. It had it up on my TV. It looked good. Mm-hmm. I did have some beef with the stream and then I had some good stuff. So I'm going to start off with the good stuff. I liked, since there were two devs and I think they said at least one of them was there for the original making yeah, of Carl the Shedd original Yeah, Carl Shedd was back in the day for the original Borderlands. Yep. Yeah, but they had a lot of good stories about making that original Borderlands that I didn't know about because I wasn't doing a podcast about them back then. Like the bit in the very beginning in, in Firestone where Claptrap raises the gate and he runs into it. They said that was just a total bug they could never get rid of. And then they just went, okay, screw it. Now it's a feature. Like they always say, it's not a bug, it's a feature. And they went, audio guys, just put in a bonk for his head. Oh, and then that's, that's how they got him to be this clumsy, bumbling, idiot, stupid thing. Because he, he raises the gate up, and then before it's all the way up, he just tunk. And I'm sure not not a lot of people notice it, but they pointed that out and showed it right there. And I was like, "That's totally cool." I had no idea. Yes, that is some cool stuff. And and just like you, man, I didn't you know I didn't really I liked Borderlands one. I loved it, but mm-hmm. I didn't care about Gearbox or anything back then per right. se. So I. You know, hearing stuff like that and hearing all these little details, that is pretty freaking cool. Going back and going, oh, okay, that makes sense. It's awesome. And it, it actually worked out real well because that little scene sets the mood. Yeah, you know, when exactly. When it, it all happens. And you're like, okay, Claptrap's an idiot. That's comedy and ridiculousness. Whilst mm. these dudes are murdering psychos. And, okay. Yeah. And then it's kind of the same thing they were talking about when they, they kind of warped f- forward to the, the zombie island of Dr. Ned expansion. And they were saying, oh, yeah, you know, it was kind of, we just wrapped up on Borderlands and we wanted to do something totally different, totally just crazy outside the box. And then they were, you know, they were saying, well, we got all these other new pieces we're going to put in, all these new assets. And we didn't really have, you know, we were concerned about having the time to fit all this stuff in. They went, who's going to run this place? Well, what if Dr. Zed just has a brother and his name is just Dr. Ned and we just put a mustache on him and then we, like we put the like the tape with the N over the Z and we just reuse his assets and it went, people went ha, 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 that's so silly we'd never do that hey why don't we just do that why well, don't we actually I, do it <laughs> yeah. and I mean obviously that's the look of it but then hearing that that's literally just what they did and they just went oh, what about this it's just a stupid idea Yep, hundred percent. That's just what we're gonna do, and I like it. And that's and that's what kind of where true comedy comes in. You know, it's yeah. just taking something and you get that first original, funny, goofy, stupid idea and rolling with it. Mm-hmm. You know, because once you start reiterating and talking about it too much, you get inside your head. Everybody else inside, and they try to create this grand thing or whatever, and mm-hmm. then it's no longer funny. Yeah. But by doing that, just taking that first stupid idea that comes in your head and rolling with it, that's exactly what Borderlands does. 
that stupid idea that makes everybody around the table in that moment laugh. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you, the player, will see that, you're going to go, oh, geez, what, what oh is this? Oh my God, this is ridiculous. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it works out. And it's, it's what Borderlands has been the entirety of its existence. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Over the top. Crazy. Makes no sense in some places. Funny. Beautiful. And speaking of making no sense and funny stuff, they do, they talked all about in Borderlands 2. I mean, they mentioned it a few times, didn't go super in-depth, but they talked a lot about the, the Granny Flexington quest oh, in, that's just the in best. that expansion and how, like, originally they recorded so much dialogue for it that it didn't even populate in the game. So, like, when she asked about her favorite ice cream, she didn't even say it because there wasn't enough room for her entire audio file in there. So hearing more about my favorite quest in all of Borderlands 2 made me very, very happy. That was great. (laughs) That quest is the best quest Mm -hmm. ever. Period. Drunkenly standing there. Focus, focus. Try to focus on this woman's story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just picking out random details. All right, it's really, really, it was Billy, Stevie, and Joe. Remember, Billy and Stevie and Joe. Billy and Stevie and Joe, okay. Okay. Hey, man, okay. did you see oh, yesterday, man. babe, with those tacos? And I was like, going to go to the taco truck. <laughs> she, said, she said pistachio and Rocky Road. Okay, remember that, too. What was the first thing you remembered? I don't, I don't know. Oh, God. Okay. Please be about the No, taco we'll guess. Truck. We'll be fine. We'll, we'll guess it. It's going to be fine. It's like 50 <laughs> 50. We'll get it right. Bloop, wrong. No. Next time through. What did we pick last time? I don't remember. remember. It's two in the morning, you guys. It's two in the morning. I want to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) We're almost done. We got to (laughs) finish. Now, like you had said, they were talked about some of the remaster and kind of their their headspace behind it, the way they were thinking about it, and not just redoing everything, but making it feel more like a modern game while keeping like the feel and the thoughts of the original game behind it. Now, when they got to the Destroyer fight, you could see that in action because they said, oh, hey, look, the Destroyer's now got like little energy energy racks around him. He does a lot more AOE damage stuff. So you don't just stand behind a wall and just shoot they, you know, they, they wanted it to be more interesting and, you know, feel more dynamic. And so instead of just, well, we could just re-res it and, now it looks better, but it's still boring. Now, there's more stuff to do. You get more loot at the end. They said like seven full chests now. They even pop three legendaries live on the stream. So, you know, they're they're not remaking the game, but they're not they're also not just putting a fresh coat of paint on it and going, well, it still has problems, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta mention, because you mentioned they popped a couple legendaries on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh my luck is gone. It's returned. To the way it should be. I opened up, Good. like I said, plus 20 keys worth and mm. got zero legendaries. Good. And I haven't Good. got a single legendary in the wild as of yet. So, But but you start with two, right? Yeah, I started with two, but it's they're all gone now. I mean. Well, yeah, but still. Obviously. Well, you got were, two legendaries. Were, That's more than we ever got on a single playthrough ever. Well, they were given to me, man. They weren't earned. I didn't find them. <laughs> <laughs> so, sad to say... I think whoever at Gearbox monitors my system went ahead and pushed the trigger and got me back to where I needed to be, and I'm yep. very sad about it. <laughs> and then the last good thing on the stream before I get into the beef, some legitimate, some are just me, just me being me, you know how I am. Patrick Fenn, the whole time, had a beautiful WCW replica title on his shoulder. Ric Flair. And I, was like, what? I was like, what's that about? Like the bi- Yeah, the big old gold belt. Uh-huh. And I was like, God, that's gorgeous. And nobody said anything until like three quarters of the way through. And he went, oh, hey, <laughs> oh, in case you guys didn't know, we're all huge wrestling fans around here. And we do re- and we do pay-per-view pick'ems. And I won the WrestleMania pick'em. So I'm wearing it to show everybody who's boss. And then even Elisa was like, so what's everybody think about the Superstar shakeup going on? And I went, God damn it. What am I doing here in this place that I hate and this company that sucks? Why am I not down there playing, making video games, and talking, and talking about, about wrestling, wrestling with people? God damn it. God just- damn it. We're in the wrong career. We did. We, t- we talked about it a million times, Matt. <laughs> we fell in a hole, and it was like 40 feet deep. We, oh, my God. Can't get Jesus out. Jesus Christ. Sorry. It, oh, it, I was just like, oh, my God. This, this is my people, man. These are my people. Oh, God. I'm sorry, Matt. I'm sorry that these individuals make cool games and love wrestling. And where you work, nobody likes games. Nobody likes and everybody wrestling. Hate, everybody hates nerdy shit. 
If you even read a book, you're just like, what a freak. Look at that guy reading a yeah, book. Oh, <laughs> read Adventures of Zarzar, the king of Coco, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I do the beefs about the stream. One thing, there were a ton of audio issues. I mean, audio was always there, but it started super loud with gameplay, got super soft with the talking, and then every time they did either went to gameplay or gameplay with people or just people, the levels just all over the place so hopefully they do more regular streams so they can get a better hold on that i mean it wasn't unbearable but my tv audio it's always like at the max at like five i don't know why that's just how my tv is i had to turn it up to 30 at some points to even hear anything so hopefully i'm sure they got a bunch of feedback from that about that in the chat but that's the only like technical issue i ever had with the stream everything else looked pretty good well, good. I'm glad to see they're back and rocking it out. I haven't seen too much from Gearbox Official lately, so with this, hey, maybe that's the start of new things. They're going to get the audio issues fixed, you know, toned up a bit. And they did already clean up the uh, Twitch stream itself, because when I mm-hmm. first uploaded it to check it back out, they had all that dead air in there and everything. That all got cleaned up, so now if you go click oh, you on mean, it like to rewatch it, stuff yeah, all that's yeah, gone. Good, it literally good. just starts, so you're only seeing the stream itself fantastic somebody's on top of it you got somebody back there thinking cleaning mm. things up making it nice for the people and then a couple couple minor beefs like i said people kept calling it bl1 and bl2 you and i know it's bdl Borderlands. this is a, there's a hidden capital d in there mm-hmm. i don't know why we've always abbreviated it that way but that's the way it is that's the way it will always be that's right that is right <laughs> you're correct matt they are wrong <laughs> <laughs> and then also when they first handed the controller to Carl, he was like, oh, man, what's going on here? Why are my controls inverted? Real men don't play inverted. And I went, no, that's wrong. You are not my people. You you get out. Real men play with inverted Y-axis controls. No, Do no, not shake your head. Jesus. Do not say no. This is My life no, is a flight simulator. When I look up at the sky, I have to like hold my arm like this and go... And whoop. crane back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And I afterburner out. I put, say, I normally have my arms out to the side, and I put them back further. Yeah, just yeah. oh, you've been playing anthem. You know, you know what it's like. Yeah, there, there you, go. you go. No, you're terrible, Matt. No, These I'm terrible not. humans with inverted controls. Get out of here. Get out. No, of it's here. how it should. It belongs be. in a plane, and that's it. I belong in a plane, Eric. I belong in a plane. Oh, Brian's got a couple. I'll get you over here. We'll get you in a plane with Brian. There we go. I'll, I'll ace combat my way out of this situation. I'll ace combat my way down to Frisco, Texas and meet up with my people, with my real people. <laughs> You'll just parachute right on in. Hey, everybody. People be like, oh, did we order parachute donuts today? No, I'm just here to work. And they'll go, cool. All right. Here's your desk. And I'll be like, sweet. You good at like, anything? What do you do? Let's, let's interview I'll you. I'll say, whatever you need me to do. <laughs> I just parachuted through your roof. You know you want me. What more do you need? <laughs> Nobody will be upset about that. (laughs) And then one other thing I did pull out of here. I figured I'd pull this out and we'd say it on the show so we could make fun of Brian and how stupid he is. Because that's always a fun time. But they were saying, oh, hey, you know, any pro tips for people who've never played Borderlands 1? And they said, well, you know, play this one first because, you know, the mechanics change throughout the games. You're going to want to, going backwards is always hard. Then one of the guys, I think it was Carl, said, don't always default to just higher level guns. If you're, you know, level 10, you can still use that level 5 gun as long as it's got good stuff on it, good effects. And it took me back to those days playing with Brian uh-huh. and saying, we'd look at that gun on the floor and go, oh, man, that's kind of an upgrade for me. Oh, that'd be a good one for me because it synergizes with my thing. We'd be like, Brian, does that gun work well for you? Oh, it's better than what I got. Okay. And then we'd see him like five minutes later. Why aren't you ro- rocking that gun, Brian? Well, I found a better one. Better one? Yeah, it, it costs more, so it's better, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I remember I, that. I remember that. <laughs> my eye just twitched right now, just saying it, just reenacting the situation. Because I remember just going, <sighs> I had my whiskey in my hand, and I just went, oh, it started to shake. And I went, mm, yeah, you no, you had, you had to shove it you in your mouth more, no more, quicker. <laughs> that's true. I was like, oh, nope. No, 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 what did the arrows change? Oh no, it costs more. Costs oh, more. Just, just choke Never my mind. microphone here. Never mind. But you know what? He was a beginner. He needed that tip. Maybe we failed to give it to him. You know, I guess you're right. Hey Brian, does it have elemental effects? Does it, what? 
The, the, I, don't know far, I don't know how far it's, we should go into this. Yeah, because no, if we I, asked him any questions, his answer would be, "I don't know." Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Just, I stole it now. It's just mine. <laughs> Listen to I me. Threw it off the cliff. Hurdy, hurdy, hurdy. I'm gonna screw up your whole night. Doo-doo-doo. That was why uh, he was there. That's all he was there for, anyway. <laughs> it didn't really matter. We, that's probably why we never gave him the tip because it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as I heard that, I was like, "Well, duh, of course." And then I went, oh, yeah, there are people like Brian. And I was like, that's a good story for the show. The gun costs more, so it's just better. It's just better. That's the way it is. It's a good, that's a good, good reasoning. Good pro tip for every player out there. If the cost is more, just put it on. <laughs> so, yeah, that was pretty much it for the stream. I had a couple legitimate beefs, but otherwise, oh, yeah, Patrick, you need to get on Star Trek, dude. He said he doesn't know Star Trek. That's, that's I'm going to come sad. and take your belt with my Star Trek knowledge, so you better watch it. Ooh, that's a threat, man. Dang. And I think that about wraps it up for the Borderlands 1 Game of the Year Edition news. So, you know what? It is time to move to Borderlands 2. Oh, what? Yeah, we're not going to 3 yet, boys and girls. We got Borderlands 2 and some pre-sequel news. Real quick. And then we'll get to the little nuggets, all right? I just want to point out there that the rumors are still flying. The speculation's still going. Sup Motto, you all know him. Randy's son, Randy's doppelganger, whatever he is, he's out there and he's still spying and trying, making his way through the game. I like that he's gone from Randy to like Randy from the future. Now he's Randy's son. He's that kid who was up on stage handing out the boxes. It's me, Submato. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody can tell. Totally changed my looks on Twitch. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We'll we'll build the sub model we want. Okay. There we go. He doesn't know. He doesn't listen. It's fine. <laughs> he has no idea. Oh, so, man. anywho's what he has been looking at is that remember them old numbers we talked about on the show where he's mm. been going in the cool little files and and spying on gearbox and where they're moving their projects and doing and they've named the things the bushes the plants and the trees etc. Well, Borderlands 2 still has some flowers, etc., getting played with, and those equate to DLC. So everyone, of course, assumed that the DLC, the secret stuff they were messing with, was the 4K update, all that good stuff. However, that's already out, and they're still moving things around, testing things, updating files, and messing with things. And it was found that there's a rainbow rarity in Borderlands 2 that hasn't been released yet, it's been data mined and checked out by individuals, but it hasn't been released, so obviously that's coming up somehow, some way, whether it's through the reward system thing that's coming with the whole VIP, or mm-hmm. whether it's going to be a DLC that introduces the Rainbow Rarity, we don't know yet. But on top of that, same thing's going for the pre-sequel. Updates are still occurring, things are moving in the DLC brackets from testing to, you know, into the little files, etc. So... Don't know what it is, who knows, but at this moment, there's still some secret little moving and shaking going on here in both of these games. I think I think you got it right there. I hadn't even thought about it, but that'd be the perfect way to get people back in to start, you know, doing badass rank stuff or whatever, you know, in-game accomplishments for that VIP system. Is if, oh look, here's the game, and we're not really, you know, it's been out forever, so adding new stuff wouldn't really break it. If you... You know, you sign up for the VIP thing, you do stuff in-game from here to here, you get unique legendary drops or, you know, legendary drops in your inventories or rainbow rarity fun guns that you get to just play around with. That's the perfect system to get people in there doing stuff. Because, I mean, I love Borderlands 2, but I told you, I think I'm, you know, I've played it for like three, four solid years in a row with you. Mm. And I've, I've done enough. But if it's something additional that you can earn in the game unique things or maybe even just like a couple unique little quest lines that would totally even get me back into it playing it just to see that new stuff that's an awesome idea well hopefully it comes to pass i'm gonna download the handsome jack collection and have it in the back burner for whenever this thing happens whatever it ends up being so that it's ready to go and hopping in day one so there you go matt if you got you got a little space you might want to get it on there for whenever this event happens. That way I don't got to go, Hey, Matt, you ready to go? Oh, you know, it's going to take 27 hours to download the game. In two days we could play. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it doesn't screw up my Gwent experience, I, oh, might, I might download it. 
I understand. I understand. And then, of course, last but not least, before we get into some Borderlands 3 topics, one other little tiny thing. Apparently on the tweeters, Brandy Pitchford was asked about the non-existent DLC for the pre-sequel that was never released. Oh, okay. And they were like, hey, are you still looking to do that? All this da-da-da-da-da-da. And sadly, Randy said no, because they want to move forward with the current projects, Borderlands 3, etc. They just can't put the people and the time into it to finish it up and get it out there for the masses. And they said, unfortunately, of course, the 2K Australia is shut down, so there's just no way anybody else could work on it. It's only mm. them, and they just don't have the time or resources to do it right now. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I mean, it, it no. totally makes sense, but like you said, unfortunate, because it would be nice to... I mean, everything that's left somewhat unfinished, it's always nice to imagine that it'll it'll come back around full circle mm-hmm. but i mean I, you totally understand it like yeah you said. i get it i get it but it would have been nice because i think the pre-sequel as we've said a billion times in all the years past got a you know unfair shake and it's just too bad yeah i would have loved to see all the dlcs for that and everything popped in like it should have been the holidays and everything come to pass oh you know, oh god it's, yeah it's, we got all the skins mm-hmm. but no like holiday no, no, stuff no holiday events none of the you know nothing happened well, we got, that was we, no we got the we yep. got the halloween theming yeah but not like we got yeah. the theme and everything but we didn't get actually a whole storyline and quest line to accompany it it right, was right. just uh some shoot the barrels or something i don't remember it's been years well you could you could get like a shotgun yeah you well. got the shotgun what? with the the rocket launcher was there a boss there was a boss you killed and got his shotgun, I thought. Maybe. I don't know. But I don't think we ever long. found him, or we found him once, and we were drunk, so. I was going to say, it was too many drunken times, Matt. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's too too late to apologize now. <laughs> I can't wait to play Borderlands 3 stone sober and never have a drink again in my That's life. That's so weird. I know, right? God bless. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to at least drink a beer during that first boot up and play oh, session. No matter what. Yeah. What? That's tradition. It's just, it's Borderlands. You drink and play Borderlands. I don't know. I, yeah. I'm going to have to have a beer, too. You know. Yeah. No more drunk into where I can't know what's going on. But, yeah, it's, I don't know. That's mandatory. It's yeah. mandatory. That's God's work right there. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that wraps it up for Borderlands 2, unless we got anything else. Definitely wraps it up for the pre-sequel, at least according to Randy, allegedly. Hey, who knows? But then now we're rolling on into the hot new baby. We got some new pieces of info for Borderlands 3. First up, your girl's back as Tiny Tina. Who else could it have been? Is it Ashley Birch? It is. Wow. Of course it is. If it wasn't, there it wouldn't be Borderlands 3. You'd just have to go ahead and case closed, shut the whole thing down because nobody'd care. Period. I don't I don't know. I'd yeah, no. It. No. If I hear Tiny Tina's voice and it's like pff, Emily Blunt or something, pff, get out of here. Get well, out of here. If it's Emily Blunt, that'd be pretty freaking cool. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> no, I, I expect it to be Ashley Birch. I, I just didn't even question it. Of course it's yeah. going to be Ashley Birch. It's too unique of a voice to do any other way. Yeah. I mean, you you could do it just because she's 18 now, so you could... Make it be an, an older, crazier voice, but I do agree. If it's Tiny Tina, it has to be that voice. I mean, she's older. Her character's older. It goes hand oh, in hand right there. I was going to say, Ashley Birch was a grown woman when she did Tiny Tina in the first place, and now she's even older, so mm-hmm. she, she she just deepen it up, do whatever she does to make a womanly voice more womanly, and there you go. There you go. Perfect. I don't know how you make a womanly voice womanly. I, I'm a guy. I, I had to sound made of Danny's definitely going to take offense to that, oh, Eric. I'm Thanks. Sure. <laughs> How am I supposed to know how to do a womanly voice? So then the next bit of news is something you and I are both going to be super-duper happy about, at least to some degree anyway. We've talked about it off-air, but now we're going to talk about it on-air. Slag is not going to be in Borderlands 3. It's going to be a nuclear radiation type of thing, at least according to Randy Pitchford, that will have the same effect as Slag, making enemies more resistant to damage, but it'll also have a damage-over-time effect. What do we think about this, Eric? Well, just to clarify... It is actually official because they saw pictures of in-game play with radiation as the whoa, effect. Whoa, However, whoa, whoa, If you talk to Randy about it, he's going to get mad at you on Twitter. Hey, you know what? I don't care. I what followed man. that whole thread. I read it, mm-hmm. and I got sad, and I went, this is not the Twitter that I signed up for. No. <laughs> radiation is actually there. And then, of course, Randy did say that, no, we got rid of Slag and we replaced it. And part of me rejoiced, part of me was still sad, because the whole reason I hated Slag was because it was completely useless in regards to damage and doing anything. 
Yep. And then you had to have it because it, of course, had, you know, t- doubled the damage on baddies. And in OP yep. levels, you needed that to progress. It was mm. just dumb being forced to carry around a particular weapon to do a particular thing. We've talked about this. For every single encounter in Ultimate Vault Hunter mode. Yes. Not just like for a boss, silly. but, hey, oh, well, here's a tough regular ass enemy. <laughs> gotta slag him. Gotta switch. Gotta, oh, he's off slag again for mm-hmm. no appreciable reason. Okay, here we go. Yeah. So it was it was ridiculous. I hated it. I never liked it. I thought it was a terrible yeah. system. They went ahead and ditched it, but it's sort of the same. Yeah. They still makes it increase take increased damage. So you're still gonna want it. It's still gonna be something you're gonna want to apply to enemies to get them down quicker. However, they added a damage over time. Mm-hmm. So at least when you're stuck using it, you're not a useless bum sickle mm-hmm. going around with it. At least you're doing some damage, but obviously it's going to have to be nerfed to an extent because you can't have a gun that's going to do increased damage and it's going to have like a heavy dot. Otherwise, that'd be OP and everybody would just use radiation constantly. So I imagine the dot's not going to be super effective or super strong, but at least something's there. I feel like it would have to be just strong enough to at least keep the shield from regenerating. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, it's a pop, it's a pop, it's a pop. You know, maybe it's maybe you have people who can extend their slag or not slag, but I'll just say slag for this. Maybe people who can extend the duration of their slag damages when they're applying it to people. Maybe you know, Flack will get like a, a radiation arm or something. Mm-hmm. But I th- I think the one good possibility with this is what we've discussed off air. Since Maliwan can have dual elements on the guns now, maybe those higher tier guns, one barrel or one chamber or one side will always be radiation so with a click of a button you're going radiation he's radiated up you click it back now you're doing your fire damage you're doing your corrosive damage whatever it is so it's a lot easier than uh, let me unlimber this gun from my back pew 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 put it away get the other one out now it's just on your molly wand poop poop there you go switching barrels out real quick bada bing bada boom no big deal yeah yeah it'll make it much nicer i i appreciate it that with those two things combined I don't think it's going to be nearly as big as an issue as it used to be. Mm-hmm. But I was still, like I said, partly sad. I was just hoping they'd do away with it completely and just come out with a whole new element yeah. in general. Like, imagine like an earth element, something that rooted enemies to the ground. Oh, that'd be something awesome. Something like that. That'd be awesome. I know Cryo sort of does that, but it'd be nicer if you had something that did it but left you vulnerable to, you know, other damage like poison, fire. Something like mm-hmm. that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm not a game developer. I'm just saying I'd prefer something that wasn't going to be mandatory. So that way I had to have it in my loadout somewhere, some mm-hmm. way. I was glad to see in that Twitter thread, though, that there were a lot of people bringing that up. Mm-hmm. I, hey, I, you always had to have slag an Ultimate Vault Hunter. So if there are enough people out there that realized it, you know, there's enough people on the dev team that realized what a. A cumbersome what, what, annoyance. What a burden it, mm-hmm. it was to always have to have it there. So I'm going to assume it's going to be better because why would they not just make it better? I'm sure they did because it's Gearbox, Matt, and they know what they're doing, and this is their baby. We're just little in- leeches. <laughs> <laughs> they're Gurnacora. We're the little leeches she leaves on the trees. That's a Thronebreaker hey, reference, everybody. I'm Woo. never going to stop. Never going to stop. Terrible. Terrible. Probably like 1% of our people even know what you're talking about. That's okay, because I'm that 1%. Hey, when you're the 1%, you don't care about the other 99. <laughs> Let me straighten my tie oh, right now. Look at you getting into the world. <laughs> Money coming out my sleeves. <laughs> but steering it back onto topic here. We're on the Borderlands 3 train. We're talking about news items. One thing happened, I think it was just shortly after we dropped the show last week. This was on the Borderlands Twitter account. They said, hey, guys, why don't you guys take a closer look, a little more detailed look at our cover art. Check this out. And people were data mining and inverting colors and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And Danny got her little inspector's hat on. And she went in there with a, with a pickaxe and all this other stuff. So people noticed Morse code to the right, to the left. There was a cipher on the bottom. There were shift codes in the guns and all over the place. We'll buzz through it as best as we can because I don't know what happens. I don't, I don't know how to do things. All the magic. I, do it. I don't know. I don't know. There's magic. Some magical codes and keys. Oh, I don't understand all that. Science. <laughs> it's crazy. First two were ones we already knew about. One was saying, where's the first vault hunter? One saying, who is the destroyer? We talked about that on the last episode. Go check that out if you want to hear more about that. And then they also unlocked a shift code or found the shift code in the codes and all the stuff's. 
for the Maya Community Day skin and five golden keys. So if you don't have that, you better get that and enjoy yourself a skin. And hey, get yourself some more free loot. That's indeed right. There was some other thing with the the moon equals key. And people oh, were yeah. like, oh my gosh, what's that mean? Are we going back to Elpis? Oh, this is crazy. Or, or is there some other moon that's got a key that's going to be the key to everything? A vault, vault key? What? I don't know. And then people were saying, well, maybe it's not a moon. Maybe it's a face. And who has a face that comes off a detachable face that's handsome Jack? Uh, it's his mask, the key to something. Oh, my goodness. And, of course, I went on, like, Emojipedia, and I pulled up that 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 new, that dark moon face because that's what everybody assumed it was because it was dark and had a face. And none of the ones from any of the any of the, the providers, Samsung and Apple and all that other stuff, none of it looked like that. But to me, when I saw it, that was the moon face, the dark moon face, and if you look in your emoji tray, it's in it's in a thing with all the phases of the moon. Full moon, waxing moon, waning moon, and that's for the new moon. So I went, and I, I tweeted it out from our Twitter account. So if you follow us, you saw me tweet this out. Maybe there's a new moon that's been located. Maybe there was some catastrophe that happened on Pandora and, like, you know, debris formed a new moon. Maybe there's something in that. Maybe a new moon got teleported in like freaking Transformers. Cybertron's always coming into orbit. Maybe the children of the vault did something. Who knows? Maybe there's a new moon somewhere. That's my theory. There's a new moon, and that's the key. I like it. We are, any place that's new, any place that's got something cool, I'm all about it. Let's go to a new moon, mm. and let's have the cool gravity thing that pre-sequel had so I can float around and do my butt stomp again. That's right. I like it. Oh, and also one other thing I remember is... One of the roses has siren in it, and no one really oh, understands nice. what that means yet, but they're like, hey, one of the roses has siren in it. And, of course, previously there was that whole shindig about count the sirens, so they're like, oh, oh yeah, is, that, right. is, that, is that tied into it, or is this a whole other clue for something completely different? They're really going nuts with what the sirens and what's going on, so there's it's a whole shtick. There's people on the Reddits and all the things going back and forth all over the place. Danny, the detective, might know more than us on that whole thing since she was there that day, picking and packing and going to town with all the others, trying to figure things out. I actually picked up on two of the ciphers that were on the cover. The first one, someone else on Twitter had found, so I went into the cover art and I changed the color balance so I could actually see the numbers better. It's at the very bottom right of the cover, and it's actually what's called a A1Z26 cipher, which I didn't know the names of these ciphers before I actually did these. I just know, knew the basics of how to do ciphers. So when this one was solved, it read, We Don't Speak of Sanctuary 2. So after I had figured this one out, I was investigating the rest of the image, and at the very top, in the shadow of the Borderlands font, there was a second cipher, and this one, when you use the A1Z26 cipher to decode it, was complete gibberish. So using what's called the Caesar cipher, which is basically you slide the number that's attached to the letter over as many until it finally starts making sense. And luckily, just off a complete guess, I decided to swap out the U's for E's, and this one read, Find the Machine. I later found out that somewhere in the image there's actually a T equals 10, which would have helped solve the cipher a lot easier. So what's the machine, Eric? What's Sanctuary 2? You give us all the details. You know it all. Oh, I don't. I don't know anything about the machine, but I can tell you Sanctuary 2, there's a lot of uh, theory going around that Sanctuary 2 is obviously the sanctuary that you were on for Borderlands 2. The, the yeah, the floating, the floating city type thing. And there's yep. there's a whole bunch of things going on. Maybe that got blown up and destroyed, and that's hence mm. why you don't see some of the main characters anymore is because they died on there. So we don't speak yeah. Sanctuary 2 because, well, that's where all of our friends were murdered at, and now we're on this new Sanctuary 3 heading out to do all this stuff. Mm. I don't know. That's not a fact. That's not anything. That's just conjecture. But that's kind of what's floating around right now. That's the only thing I can think of because I don't remember where it was. Maybe I dreamed it up in just some crazy dream that I had. But I remember peep somewhere there was a possible leak or a rumor that you took your ship, the Sanctuary. No, Sanctuary, the ship, it's the model that comes in the Ultimate Loot Chest Edition. But people were saying the Sanctuary 3 ship is what you use to explore the galaxy. No, so that's, if Sanctuary 2 that's is that. That's a fact, I think, then, yeah. Yeah, okay. 
I, cu- I couldn't remember if it was labeled Sanctuary 3 or not, but I'd heard sanctuary, you get in the Sanctuary 3 uh-huh. somewhere. So I think that's that's the ship. So Sanctuary 2's got to be the floating city. And yeah, if you don't speak of something, something bad happened something, there. So yeah, something negative went down. But then the question is, like we talked about with the Tannis stuff from Battleborn, who doesn't speak of Sanctuary 2? Is it the good guys or is it the bad uh-huh. guys? What if it's something a role bad reversal? for them happened there? Yeah, and that this that sanctuary two is actually alive and well, going nuts. Oh, I got I got it right now. I just did it. Children of the Vault are the good guys. Lilith, who is a bad person who should she get shot, and Tannis, who is a betrayer, they are the bad people. That's the twist at the end of the game. They were right. We were They're wrong trying the whole to oppress. Time. They're trying to oppress the people. Lilith is the one percent. She's trying to keep everybody else down. That's it. I just spoiled Borderlands Three for you. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, we kind of are the bad guys. We always have been. We're vault hunters. We're trying to open these freaking vaults and unleash God knows what upon the worlds all the time. <laughs> you murder the indigenous wildlife <laughs> and the indigenous populations of every single yeah, place you, you go. go to. To open this vault, you, you have no idea what's going to happen. Hence, hey, and vault, guess what happened? One, huh? oh god, it's this god-eating creature who's going to destroy the multiverse. Oh, oops, <laughs> I was hoping it was treasure. And why do you want it for treasure, <laughs> treasure and guns and, and guns. hees and yeah. and, a, and a good name for yourself? We're not good. We're bad guys. There you go. There we spoiled it. We I we just got it. Sorry, and we everybody. know that Gearbox listens to this and forms their opinions and their choices based on us. That's yeah, very so true. You're welcome. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but you're also welcome. Man, we did it. I don't know. That's it. I don't even think we can do anything else. We don't but even need to talk about what's rumored whew. to be happening in it. We just God. we just spoiled the whole game. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like you're talking about rumor to be happening in it. Oh, man. You're talking about the sizes of the places? What are you talking about, Matt? I, I don't know. Has anything been confirmed about sizes of places? Oh, well, yes. Well, indeed, you're right, Matt. Oh, man. What? So, once again, out on the old Twitterverse... The question was asked, hey, is this game going to be bigger than Borderlands 2? And it was responded with, well, of course it's going to be bigger. Lots of places to go to. Some of them are going to be smaller than some of the areas in Borderlands 2. Some are going to be bigger. And altogether, it's going to be much larger than Borderlands 2. So there you Mm. are, boys and girls. Prepare yourself for a much larger adventure than you had in Borderlands 2. Woohoo! Celebrate. Good people go right. Mm. I'm definitely excited for a bigger adventure, but also, no, duh, it's on PS4. You're going to make it bigger than your PS3 games. That's just how you do it. You don't you, you don't make it smaller. No, but, you never make it smaller. But it's good to know that, yes, they are going to make it bigger. Yes, and speaking of bigger, they're also making the end game bigger, man. So they're going to have more to good. do, more things to get done, all that good stuff for the end game, because everybody always talks about end game nowadays. That's what the world's about. Endgame, endgame, endgame. They said, hey, we got you covered. We're going to have the endgame for you. It's going to be more, bigger, better than it was in Borderlands 2. And I like that because you and I did a little bit of endgame. We didn't do a lot, but I felt like it was hard to do or hard to find. Like, we knew where it was, but, like, we would have never known where it was if we didn't go look it up. Mm-hmm. Or, the, you know, there was the one quest for Terramorphous, and then other than that, you had to know where to find the things. I guess Pyropete had a quest as well. Yeah, it did. But... But it, it, it what didn't seem like natural. Like, I want something that's like a raid or like, hey, man, here's a big rumor about stuff way over there. And it's really dangerous if you go down to this planet or this side of that planet. I want something that's more like, okay, I found something. Or it's woven into the story that the, the end game stuff is out there. Go do it. Well, and you know? sort of like in Borderlands 1 where it's like, hey, go to the te- Tetris Mines where you'll battle against da-da-da-da-da and do this and that. So... It's easy. All right, go to the Tetris Mines on this planet or this place, and we're going to go into a, and I got quoted fingers, you know, raid and handle business. Simple, logical, makes sense, no mucking about and having to go try to figure it out from all the smart folks who got lots of time on the Reddits and other places. Yeah, yeah. Just saying. And a couple small little factoids here. Co-op is going to be available, obviously. You know, playing mm. in the couch, hanging out with me. You know what I'm saying? We can we can split screen that stuff. <laughs> That's how we do it, man. Yeah. I come over and put my PS4 in a backpack. You got any cords here? What cords you need? 
oh man, and we take like 30 minutes trying yeah, to find chords. Uh, yeah, we don't do that. No, we don't. No. But if you're playing with kids or whatever, that's going to be available. Obviously, the Borderlands game, I don't really think it needed to be said, but whatever. It's confirmed. Right. Another one, there will be Borderlands offline available. You can play the game all the way through offline. You don't have to have the internet. So all you folks who don't want to get on board or to play that stupid PlayStation Plus price, you don't have to. You can still play Borderlands 3. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord for you. And that is definitely good because, I mean, I wouldn't imagine that they would go online only or you always have to be online type of thing. But it's good to hear that it is possibly confirmed because where, where is this from again? It's from an IGN article, right? Yeah. Yep. This is all this is all like a bunch of factoids up on IGN, but you can also follow the links and go to the Twitters and stuff where they got the actual information okay, okay. from. Most of it's all from tweeters. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you got me with the tweeters, man. I say it all the time. It's from the twit twits and the tweedlers, and I don't know why that one got me today. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely good news. I hope 100% of it is absolutely true. But, I mean, it sounds like – I mean, most of this stuff is stuff that you would expect from the next generation of a Borderlands game. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'm going to put a stamp of probably on that one. I like it. I like it. Probably. And then lastly, for a little tidbit for you – the cross-platform, as of now, is something they'd like to do, but it's not going to happen because some people are not playing nice <coughs> PlayStation. Duh, we all know it at this point. It's not a secret. PlayStation yeah. doesn't like anybody and doesn't want to do anything with anybody. There you go. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that on IG2G yes. already, I think, like many mm-hmm. episodes ago. But Dumb, but I get it from, from certain business decisions. I'm not going to go into it. No. It's a shame, though. It's a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. But we're going to forget about it and not worry about it because something we talked about already is happening. They said, <clears throat> like in the pre-sequel, Vault Hunters will have dialogue with the world and people around them. Good. Yes, very good. I love the fact that we're going to get characters again instead of just mm. you're, you're, the, you're the Vault Hunter and, and you're kind of like doing your own dialogue while you're playing the game i like the fact that i get to kick back and listen to whomever i'm playing as probably maz the soldier and just go hey what's she gotta say ah she's crazy this is great fantastic yeah sure i'm gonna murder everybody yeah that's what maz tells me to do let's do it yeah like, like we've talked about before i'm excited for that so i'm glad to hear that that's going to happen and then i'm just i just want a lot of it i want a lot of a lot of them talking and a lot of Unique dialogue from story, you know, from NPCs towards whoever you are playing. I don't want, you know, my giant robot dude to come up with a skag and a rack on his shoulder and another weird dog thing. And people go, hey, Vault Hunter, go and do the thing. I want him to go, whoa, cool robot, dude. You can't let your pets in here. But, you know, we can still talk about this mission that I got and then go into the mission text. I want individ- more more and more individualized I stuff. I want it all, man. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't want any more stilted dialogue pieces. So there you go. That's what I want. So I'm glad I'm glad it's there. I just want I want it all. I want more. I want more. I agree with that statement. I want more. I want Borderlands 3 to have all the things. And there's a couple yeah. other little things. I don't know if there's anything else big you want to talk about, but for me yeah, that pretty, was pretty, pretty much, much it. There's me, a couple but... small minor things, but I don't think it's necessary to really go into detail. It's kind of common sense, as a couple of these already were. So there you have it. Mm. I think we did it, Matt. I think we wrapped up another Borderlands 3 segment. Oh, I think that's it for me, except oh, one last <gasps> thing. Uh, I forgot from the Game of the Year edition stream. I was so amazed. <laughs> Personal story, you and Danny and I will get it. And actually, Sean will get it a little bit, too, because he did play with us. They did so much fast traveling during that stream. And not a single person interrupted it by going into the menu. I went, dude, that's not how you play Terrible humans. Terrible humans. I saw the clock go five, four, three, two, and my brain went, hit it, hit it. (laughs) Or are they fast traveling? (laughs) No, you got to drunkenly interrupt it just so everybody goes, ah, come on. on. Let's just get it done. (laughs) All right, I won't do it this time. And then the person who initiated the fast travel does it anyway. It's the best. It is a ritual. It is something that must be done on the Borderlands nights. Those BDL nights, yes. baby. Woo! That's right, BDL night. Talk about. Oh god. Yes. So we did it. There's your latest and greatest in the Borderlands Three universe. Whoo, man! This stuff happening constantly, man. This is nuts. It's all kinds of good stuff, and we love talking about good stuff. And you guys love hearing good stuff. 
and we like hearing good stuff from you. So if you guys got anything to say about what we said here, any thoughts, any ideas, anything that sparks in your brain, anything you wish that they would put in Borderlands 3, let us know all that. And if you guys got any questions, comments, concerns, any kind of feedback at all, send it to us via email at info at thirdshift.me. Tweet it at us at thirdshiftme. And find us on Facebook under Third Shift because interacting with you guys is what I like to do the most. Indeed. You can also find us over on the Patreon. If you like what you hear, like what we're doing, think we're awesome, or you want to just give us money because money is awesome, you could go over there, treat it just like a tip jar. (laughs) $1, $5, the whole kit and caboodle. You know what? We got a million dollar tier out there for any of you rich folks. I know I heard, I heard tell that a lot of people are donating a lot of money right now to other causes. Uh, Maybe donate a million to my cause. And we'll open up a food line and put babies in jars on it. That's right. And cameras. And we're going to do a whole thing. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be good times. Just saying. It will be. Just saying. You don't have to. Danny said she'd go in the food line mascot suit. Yeah. She did say that. She did. I, uh, I'm just saying, make our dream come true. Make your dream come true. Because who doesn't want to see us running a food line with babies in jars and Danny prancing around in a freaking mascot outfit all over the place? I think that's a great life. I know I'd pay good money to watch it, and I'm the one who'd be doing it. <laughs> Jeez, oh, peace. But all jokes aside, we appreciate anything and everything and all of our past and present Patreon patrons. We love you. We adore you. We thank you so very much. You keep the lights on. You keep the bills paid. We appreciate all that you do. And if you can't donate with monetary stuff, you can also give us Facebook likes, the tweeter likes, the five stars on the iTunes, mailbag questions, feedback, commentary, all that is very much appreciated and helps us keep rolling and plugging away. And we're going to keep on rolling because this podcast drops every Friday. So we'll be back in your ear holes on the 26th of April for our very next episode. You can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription. Any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. And you know what else helps us out? A follow at twitch.tv slash thirdshiftme. I'm up there getting confused by sexy robots. You know you want to see that. When I ha- go through a big scene in Near Automata, which I'm streaming right now. And her dress comes and, off. And, and I also go, I don't know what's happening. What, what, just, what just happened right there? It's so good. It's so much fun. Check it out. Give us a follow. Watch us when we're live because that helps us out. Just keep helping us out. It, it doesn't cost you anything. It just costs you some of your time, and, and I make it a good time anyway. That's right. Matt does indeed make it a good time. We all try to do our best in our own little ways, so check us out. Matt out over there, Eric out and wherever Eric is, Danny out behind the scenes, little secret ninja. We're all here doing something or rather. Bye, guys. <laughs> check Eric out. He's out doing community <laughs> events all the time. I'm out taking care of sick people. You got kids out there. Go know? to Girl Scouts. <laughs> I, do, I, do a, I do a lot of things. My life's crazy. <laughs> and because our lives are so crazy, we're going to wrap it up right now because there's nothing else to say but... Don't, 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 don't forget to save. Don't forget to save. <laughs>